0: Good morning. morning. I'm Reverend Peg Welch, and since there are so many Reverend Welches, just call me Peg.
1: I'm Reverend Ash Welch, and just call me Ash. This morning's scripture reading is taken from Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, the first letter, and I'm reading from chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, 11 and 12. And let me just preface this by saying Paul was writing to a church that was loving and caring, but there were many in that church who were idle and rich, and yes, they gave to their causes, but he also knew that some of them had taken to minding each other's business, and so he addresses that problem in this scripture. He tells them to stay calm, mind your own business, do your own job. You've heard all this from us before, but a reminder never hurts. We want you living in a way that will command the respect of outsiders, not lying around sponging off your friends.
0: Last week I preached, next week Ash will preach, while Heidi is on renewal leave. Today, we're both preaching. We call these dialogue sermons, and when we served a church together for 12 years as co-pastors, we would do this a couple times a year. It's, it's a lot more work to craft a dialogue sermon because, first of all, we have to agree Are you finished laughing? (laughs) Okay, good, good, just checking. Last week was Mother's Day, and a month from now it's Father's Day, and that reminds me, in this in-between time, of two of my favorite people. One was Asha's grandfather, Reverend Rasul Makwan, from whom our son, your pastor's husband gets his name, Rasul. And then Ash's mother, Saroj Makwan Welch. Mama frequently quoted her father's secret to a long, healthy life. He would say, Trust in God and mind your own business. Now, Mama was really good at one of those two things. (laughs) As a social worker, her business often included advising people on their lives. But for most of us, our own business is more narrow. And trusting in God can often be difficult. Living with mama for two and a half years, I watched her navigate COVID, aging, Accidental injuries, major losses, grief, all while placing her trust firmly in God. Today we'll examine why we sometimes have trouble trusting in God and how to get past those hurdles. But first, Ash, do you remember the day Mama got all excited about finding MYOB in the Bible?
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep, I remember that. After Papa died in 2020, Mama moved in with us and established new Ohio patterns of behavior. She said she outgrew cooking and cleaning and doing laundry. (laughs) With all the extra time on her hands, she began reading the Bible cover to cover. Now, she had read parts of it through many times in her life, but she decided to go through it from beginning to end. And she did that three times in the two and a half years she was with us. During the second trip through, I recall one day she shouted out and we rushed into her room. She was delighted and excited to announce that her father's saying was straight out of the Bible, literally. Straight out of the Bible. Mind your own business. I never knew it was in there and she didn't either. Mom often told people to trust in God and mind your own business. She loved drama. She watched the bold and the beautiful daily.
0: And she made me watch it too.
1: <laughs> she rebelled in family drama and gossip too. All of us knew that she was great at trusting in God, but as for the second, well, she minded all of our business as well as her own. The earliest recorded usage of the motto, in God we trust, was with Benjamin Franklin's Pennsylvania Regiment in 1748. It's now the official motto of the US having replaced E Pluribus Unum in 1956. The first circulated coin minted by the US Treasury in 1787 was designed by Benjamin Franklin, the Fugio scent or Franklin scent. It bore the words, mind your business. Benjamin Franklin, like Mama, loved to read the Bible and he knew it well, but Mama never knew she had this double connection with Benjamin Franklin. Trust in God and mind your own business.
0: In order to understand trusting God, we we can examine first the times we don't trust God. It gives us insight. Often instead of trusting God, we want to control our own destiny. Often instead of trusting God, we worry about the future. Often, instead of trusting God, we make plans and then we're disappointed when they don't reach fruition. Often, instead of trusting God, we become so anxious that we are incapable of action. Often, instead of trusting God, we micromanage others and manipulate situations. Often, instead of trusting God, we imagine countless scenarios and outcomes all disastrous.
1: And what about myob? Many are the times we don't mind our own business. Often, instead of minding our own business, we want to pass on something we've heard about someone else. Engaging in gossip, either in person or on social media. It's so easy to copy and paste or to resend. Often, instead of minding our own business, we want to judge someone else according to our own values or desires rather than letting God be the judge. Often, instead of minding our own business, we want to advise others on how they should live. Often, instead of minding our own business, we justify telling someone else what to do, telling ourselves we're just being helpful rather than just listening to them, unburdening their heart and letting them trust in God. In the classic science fiction short story from 1951 called And Then There Were None, written by Eric Frank Russell, an earth ship encounters a planet of former Earth people who are called the Gands, G-A-N-D. They practice passive resistance by answering questions with the word Mayab. Can you guess where the name of those people, the Gand, came from? G-A-N-D-H-I was the name of Gandhi. And Russell took G-A-N-D and called them the Gans. And they practice passive resistance. And they just say, myab, if they don't want to answer something. It works for their communication and for their culture. It causes havoc with the Terrans, the earth people, who come to visit. Telling someone to mind your own business can have a strong negative connotation as well. Oh, mind your own business. You can say it in anger. So what is Paul doing telling the Thessalonians to mind their own business? He just got done praising them for their concern and caring nature. And now he's encouraging them to enforce a higher standard. God's business.
0: Back to the first part of the scripture. Trust in God mama trusted god greatly that doesn't mean she didn't complain about some of god's decisions the last months of her life she frequently complained because god's timing was not her timing she was ready to go home she wanted to join papa she was ready for heaven and god wasn't listening to her Now. She would stop that complaining as soon as I pointed out that she was telling God what to do instead of trusting God's will. She hated hearing her own words come back at her, don't we all? Most of us find it easy to trust God with some things and much harder, much, much harder to trust God with others. I know that's true of me. I've always trusted God with the big things, where to live, who I would marry, personal finances, air travel. But there are other things for which I felt I had to take responsibility, things that were too small or conversely too important to leave to God. I would lose sleep over church finances, work visas for friends, and my children's accidental injuries. I had to heal them, God couldn't. I would pray about these things and give them over to God and then snatch them right back again. I call this the bungee cord effect. (laughs) I have several here. Have you ever heard the phrase, leave that at the altar? We don't say it very often anymore. It's sort of old-fashioned. It comes from the tradition of praying at the foot of the altar or at an altar rail and then leaving your troubles there in God's care. And I would do that a lot. Since I worked in a church, (laughs) I would go into the sanctuary and I would pray and pray and pray. And then I would say to God out loud, I'm giving that to you. But I attached a bungee cord to it so I could pull it right back again. (laughs) And then I started keeping a bungee cord in my car. You know, long drives or long traffic jams or stoplights, that's when I would notice I don't always notice when I'm repeating something anxiously in my head over and over and over again. I don't always notice when I snatch it back. But those long drives, those stoplights, those traffic jams, that's when I would notice that something was coming back over and over and over again. And during my working years as a pastor, I spent a lot of time in my car. So I would hang one of these things in the car. And when I became aware that I was perseverating on something, I would take it down and name it, not while I was driving, only at the stoplights. And then I would hang it up and let go and really give it to God. And if I found myself thinking about it again, I'd give a little tug and let go. Years later, nowadays, I tend in my morning devotions to light a candle for each of the prayer concerns I have, each of the people, each of the... You're laughing already. Yeah. I'm not going to recommend that. I think bungee cords are safer because this week I tried to set fire to the kitchen.
1: Often, Mama listened patiently to other people's stories. And when she detected someone was behaving in a way that would hurt them or others, she would suggest that they pray and read the Bible to see what God would have them do. If they weren't behaving in a Christian manner, she often confronted them and encouraged them to change and grow more loving. Always her desire was to share the love of Christ with the world and it seems like God would provide the occasions to do so with many people who otherwise would struggle with life issues. As a honeysuckle attracts a hummingbird, people were attracted to Mama for solace and comfort and for unconditional love. She trusted in God and encouraged others to learn what God's plan was for their lives. Once when she was leading a mission team on a tour of Delhi they stopped to see the India Gate with the statue of Mahatma Gandhi. At the base of the gate sat a man who was selling toy plastic guns. Mama could have minded her own business and turned and looked the other way, but instead she went up and she confronted that man and told him it was shameful that he would sell children reminders of violence right below a reminder of one of the most peace-loving humans on the planet. She told that man to get up and move his business elsewhere. And when he refused to do so, she found a nearby policeman and dragged him over to this man and said to the policeman, you got to tell him to get out of here. The policeman was convinced by Mama to do just that. And he told the man to get up and go sell his wares at some other venue not because of doing what is right, but because the man didn't have a sales permit. (laughs) But Mama had the right idea. It was a classic case of Mama making that man's business her own business because it was God's business. Mama made that man's business her business because it was God's business. Another time, Mama was on a train with a very pregnant woman, her mother and two daughters. So a grandma, a pregnant woman, and two daughters. Mama asked the mother where they were going. She asked the grandmother where they were going, and the grandmother explained they were headed to Velour Hospital, where my parents worked doing chaplaincy and teaching pastoral care. An hour later... Mama delivered that baby single handedly. Can you imagine that? And I didn't learn this story until just a couple of years ago, a few years ago. She wrapped the baby in a clean sari and she cut the umbilicus with her Swiss Army knife. <laughs> the baby was a girl. So when they got to Katpadi Station for Velour, the grandma, the mother, the girls, mama, everybody had gotten down off the train and mama looked around and noticed no baby. And she yelled at the grandmother, where's the baby? And the grandmother said, we don't want another baby girl. Nearby was the station master and he had just put up a green flag for the conductor and the engineer to see so the train could take off and the train began to move. And Mama ran up to him and this little woman reached up the station master's arm, almost climbed it and she dragged the hand down with the green flag and she yelled at him, screamed and said, put up the red flag now or I'm calling the police. There's a dead body on the train or there's a body. She just said there's a body on the train. And the station master was so shocked. Maybe she said there's a baby on the train, but he heard there's a body on the train. He was so shocked, he put up the red flag immediately. The train stopped, and Mama went in and got the baby off that berth, and brought it to the grandmother and said, if you don't want this child, go immediately outside the gates of the station. You will find two women dressed in white saris with a blue border. They're from Mother Teresa's Sisters of Charity, and they will take the baby and raise the child. This child must not die, and that's how she saved two lives on that day. Even though she wasn't a doctor or nurse, she'd given birth to four children herself with the help of doctors and nurses. My sister was born on our kitchen table. True story. But she knew what to do, and she was the only one in that train carriage of maybe 50, 100 people who did the right thing. She made someone else's business her business because it was God's business. Paul tells us to mind our own business, but Paul also wants us to do justly. Crushing bigotry is minding our business because that is God's business. Stopping violence peacefully is minding our business, because that is God's business. Giving to fight poverty, giving our goods so that others may have, is minding others' business, minding our business, because that is God's business. Healing the sick, caring for the mentally ill, praying for them if we can't do the healing, is minding our business, because that is God's business. Bringing comfort to those who have lost loved ones is minding our business because that is God's business. Spending time with the lonely and sharing laughter is minding our business because that is God's business. Giving a shoulder to those who are sad is minding our business because that is God's business. Comforting those who are in despair is minding our business because that is God's business. Trust in God and mind your own business. Say it with me. Trust Trust in God and mind your your own business. business.
0: We have a number of prayer requests this morning. but we'll have the anthem first. I sway and my husband says I hum continuously so I I think that's my theme song how can you keep from singing he says my theme song though is how can I keep from humming that was a late laugh (laughs) we have a lot of prayer requests this morning Taylor would like us to pray for Michelle as she continues to recover from knee surgery. Um, Jane is having eye surgery tomorrow. Kim would like us to pray for teachers and for educational program. I, I don't know whether that's the educational program of the church or just education in general. They both need prayer. Uh, she would also like prayers for health for a young friend who's suffering with long COVID. And let's add all persons with long COVID to add to that. It's terrible. We, would, we need to pray for the family of Brian McGraw, who passed away this week. That's from Tim and Liz. Shelly asks for prayers for Allison, who has two fractures in her ankle. We're being asked to pray for Carl's health, for Kathy P's aunt who is struggling with cancer, for Deanne, for Keith who is having open heart surgery on Friday, and we are praying for Jerry McMaster, who is under hospice care and for her entire family, for their comfort. How can we keep from praying when we know that God, what God has done is doing and will do? Let's pray. Almighty and eternal God, we give thanks for all that you have done, are doing, and will do, and with confidence, we place before you our concerns. And first of all, we pray that we may leave them with you instead of snatching them back again. Equip us to pray with confidence and trust. First we pray for ourselves that we might learn to love justice, that we might see bigotry and fight it, that we might live peacefully, that we might fight poverty, that we might be gracious to those who are afflicted with spiritual and mental illness and that we might find ways to comfort those who are grieving. Help us to see the need and to follow through when you prompt us to spend time with the lonely and to share laughter. And to give a shoulder to those who are sad. We ask that you heal those who are ailing in body and mind and spirit. That you equip physicians and caretakers with knowledge and the ability to follow through. We ask that you comfort those who are lonely, despairing, and that you reach out and touch those who deny you exist. We pray for teachers and students everywhere as the school year ends, and a new way of spending time emerges. that they might enjoy, but also be safe and find productive ways to spend their time. We give thanks today for this marvelous country in which we live, even as we recognize its many flaws. Help us to resolve conflicts, and to reserve judgment. We have the courage to ask all these things and so much more in the name of the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread.
2: All right, everyone. The last thing we do each Sunday is remind you that church doesn't end when worship service is over. The message goes with us into our daily lives, and the work of the church continues through your help. Here are some ways to engage with BUMC in the coming weeks. Uh, Next Saturday, May 27th at 2 p.m., Donna Eilbeck's Celebration of Life uh, uh, will be in Fellowship Hall with light light refreshments following... uh, or it'll be up here and then light refreshments following in Fellowship Hall. Uh, Can you bake cookies or quick breads for the reception? Can you set up, serve, or clean up? Can you wash table linens? Uh, Please sign up today in the parlor or at bumclinks.com. Brexville's Memorial Day Parade is Monday, May 29th at 11 a.m. We invite you to come march with us as we highlight our core value of determined service. The missions and outreach committee asked you to come help celebrate in the many ways we are in determined service here at BUMC. Share the me- message with others by walking or riding your bike in the parade. Wear your favorite BUMC t-shirt or carry a sign. We want you to keep those marching shoes on for Saturday June 3rd from 9am to 3pm and help spread the good news that God's love is for everyone. Join BUMC and thousands of others as we march in the Pride in the Clea parade. Our church is a sponsor, and we'll have a table with our information available. If you'd like to march or work the table, sign up on BUMC links or in the parlor. And finally, we uh, we just can't wait to celebrate our graduates. If you are graduating from high school, college, a trade school, or with an advanced learning degree, celebrate with your church family. Mark your calendar for Sunday, June 18th. Fill out the form on BUMC links by May 31st and make plans to join us for, cele- uh, for graduation and teacher appreciation Sunday. Again, that's June 18th. Now, let us receive the benediction so that we can go and do God's good work.
1: People of God, go forth. To trust in God and to mind God's business. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. One, two,
2: three, four. I invite you to stand as you're able and join us in our final song of worship. Can
3: you hear there's a new song Breaking out from
2: the children of freedom Every race and every nation Sing it out, sing a new hallelujah Let us sing unto to the nations bringing hope of the grace that has freed us make him known and make him famous sing it out, sing a new hallelujah
3: Arise let the church arise let us. sa
2: sing a new hallelujah everyone sing a new
3: hallelujah
2: all right y'all have a wonderful week thanks for joining us I'm actually just going uh, to pop in the back and turn off the uh, amps. Uh, no, it's in the cloud and, and oh, you're going to hate it. And it could possibly do damage. Uh, go ahead with the bolt. Huh?
3: It's connected. Go ahead with the bolt. Jesus uh, Christ. Why is mine loud? <laughs>
2: This hug? Yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs>